Section 8 of The Rover, Volume 1, Number 17. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Rover, Volume 1, Number 17. Edited by Seba Smith and Lawrence Labrie. Section 8. The Worthies of Virginia by mrs elizabeth oaks smith author of sinless child etc take off thy shoes from off thy feet for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground yes verily it is so it is the soil consecrated by the ashes of the great and the good the worthies of virginia well may the eye kindle and the pulse throb as we approach a theme so majestic so full of lofty and patriotic associations even like the heroes of ossian each leaning from his cloud of mist do we behold the noble array of patriots orators and statesmen sweep by us in the sternness and grandeur of other days virginia a name associated with the proudest days of english chivalry in its second baptismal with the blood of freemen in all ages the patriot of every land shall turn his face thitherward and do homage even as the pilgrim at the shrine of mecca the worthies of virginia let us pause ere we enter their thrice penetralia centuries disappear and we behold a princely saloon in which are congregated stately dames and gallant knights the grace and the chivalry of old england a haughty princess with an air of stiff courtesy her queenly bearing but ill-disguising her woman's coquetry is presenting a parchment to a knightly courtier who kneels to receive it they are the queenly elizabeth and the chivalric raleigh the noble generous accomplished but unfortunate raleigh the parchment contains letters patent granting him full power for the discovering and settling new lands and countries not actually possessed by any christian under these auspices was the country now called virginia discovered and thus it is that sir walter raleigh must be claimed as one of the early worthies of the state as without his persevering enterprise this goodly country might have remained still longer unknown the early discoverers give the following description of the country which would of itself be found sufficiently inviting at the present day the soil is most plentiful sweet wholesome and fruitful of all others there are about fourteen several sorts of sweet smelling timber trees the most parts of the underwood bays and such like such oaks as we have but far greater and better years pass away with their sufferings trials and disappointments and another of the worthies of virginia appears upon the stage a man distinguished by all the constituents of greatness by all the attributes of a hero 
intrepid brave generous and persevering daunted by no perils dismayed by no hardships his clear vigorous mind penetrated the dim mist of futurity and beheld though as in a glass darkly yet did he behold something of the ultimate greatness of the country for which he toiled and suffered in perils by land in perils by sea in fasting and nakedness a captive and condemned to die he neither shrinks nor is dismayed the same unflinching resolution impels him onward and the same buoyancy of hope cheers him in every difficulty john smith or as the chroniclers of the day invariably distinguish him captain john smith was one of the most extraordinary men of the great age in which he lived he should be regarded as the shadowing wing of virginia for to his valor skill and judgment in counteracting the subtle policy of the great powhatan may she be said to owe her very existence there is still another the beautiful personation of all that is loveliest in woman the meek loving child of the forest whose history seems like a tale of romance with its sad melancholy close who rises like a beam of beauty upon the sight winning the admiration and gratitude of every heart capable of one solitary response to all that is lovely in woman and heroic in our race that blessed pocahontas the great king's daughter of virginia to quote the admiring if not loving language of captain john smith beams forth in those dark and perilous times like some kindly spirit hushing the tempest of savage passion dispensing comfort and succor to the disheartened exile and with her own gentle bosom warding off all the evils that threaten the infant colony of jamestown blessings ever upon the kindly savage the loveliest of the worthies of virginia but we will delay no longer to enter this holy of holies the temple of american greatness with hushed breath and reverent footsteps even with sandals put from off our feet let us approach the shrine of all that is great in human glory washington the great amongst the august of the earth the son of virginia but she may not she dare not engross him his fame is the world's it belongs to the length and breadth of the great country which he was instrumental in redeeming from oppression his fame has gone forth wherever the stirrings of freedom have been felt wherever liberty hath spread her glorious pinions her word of magic her watchword from the vale and mountain-top hath been and will be for ever washington the deep peal of human voices like the heavings of the great ocean resound that one name from the hoary cliffs of the oregon still onward to the snow-capped andes and the mighty alps take up the echo from her many peaks and glittering glaciers let virginia exult that the cradle and the tomb of earth's greatest belong to herself but let her exult with awe and holiest reverence for the wide earth shall claim him and his cenotaph shall be erected in the heart of every freeman 
let us lay aside the prejudices of party forget the animosities engendered by political excitement and look upon the worthies of virginia in their simple greatness not as popular leaders but far-seeing and profound statesmen true patriots zealous and uncompromising advocates for the rights of liberty without license and republicanism without anarchy and misrule jefferson the sage and the philosopher he bears in his hand that noblest of all documents not the result of inspired wisdom the declaration of american independence a document which whether we regard it as a specimen of strong and fervid eloquence of manly remonstrance or of deep and solemn appeal is every way sustained and wonderful the writer speaks as if he felt himself to be the voice of a great and outraged people giving indignant utterance to its many wrongs and oppressions and in the face of heaven and the whole earth for witnesses declaring they shall be endured no longer had thomas jefferson done nothing more than this had he no other claims upon the admiration of the country it were glory enough for one man wherever oppression has planted his foot the indignant freeman spurns him from the soil in the very language which the gifted jefferson adopted for our own aggrieved and insulted country james madison the accomplished scholar the elegant expounder of the constitution madison hamilton and jay noble triumvirate with what assiduous labor did they bend their splendid talents to the task of recommending and elucidating that constitution prepared for their adoption and that too to a people jealous of their rights who had toiled and bled in their defence and were ever on the alert lest the revolution they had achieved should result only in a change of masters a people nobly and virtuously resolved to see to it that they did not exchange the glaring usurpation of a foreign power for the equally to be dreaded tyranny of aspiring demagogues such a people would regard the best and wisest institutions with distrust and suspicion and would ever appear to throw light upon the proceedings of those they had delegated to legislate for them was read with avidity thus was produced the federalist a work that will bring imperishable renown upon the great men whose patriotism and public spirit called it into existence james monroe the upright and modest republican others may have been more brilliant but no man ever more happily illustrated in his own practice the simple dignity and straightforward devotion to public duty so becoming the chief magistrate of a great republic at last as if to affix the final seal of worthiness upon him he was suffered to depart upon our great day of national jubilee the day fatal shall we dare to say to presidents and ever ominous to tyrants patrick henry the schoolboy as he reads of demosthenes and cicero and feels his blood kindle at their eloquence instinctively turns to the fervid oratory of our own gifted countrymen and triumphantly cites the bold daring patrick henry as worthy to compete with the great grecian himself then as his eye glows with enthusiasm over the splendid diction and elegant imagery of wirt he deems him more than equal to the roman half in wonder half in dread he pauses over the keen cynical randolph whose sarcasms were as stinging and adhesive as the nettle on the burr that annoys him 
in his woodland rambles john marshall who shall worthily describe this most excellent amongst the worthies of virginia he who wore so meekly the judicial robe the upright judge acute skilful and profound let his crowning grace be his integrity not a stain hath he left upon the spotless ermine with no rash hand did he presume to touch the ark of our liberties woe to him who shall dare profane even with a touch our holiest of holies yea though it may shake and tremble amidst the tumults of popular excitement but we must forbear it was but a reverent glance that we wished to take of the few amidst the many worthies of virginia let us veil our faces for we have been with the great of the earth rather let us go forth from this inner temple bearing with us a portion of their own spirit with lips touched as with a live coal from the pure altar of freedom let virginia be proud as she well may in view of the great men who have risen up in her midst let her exult in her great glory but let her see to it that her march be still onward that her rising sons be worthy of such fathers let her not be content with childish retrospection looking backward for ever upon the radiant scroll of fame upon which is blazoned the names of so many of the great of the earth who claim her for their parent but let her go on pointing to those great names as an incitement to her onward career glorying in her resplendent heritage yet ever with an emulous ambition resolving that of her it shall never be said her glory is departed for five dollars sent to the publishers free of postage two copies of the rover for one year or four copies for six months will be sent by mail to any part of the country in this way a subscriber can receive the work six months making a large volume of four hundred and sixteen pages with twenty-six fine steel engravings for one dollar and twenty-five cents the serenade our plate to-day does much credit to the young artist who engraved it it is indeed a beautiful thing an illustration of the plate from the graceful muse of lucy hooper will be found on another page end of section eight end of the rover volume one number seventeen edited by seba smith and lawrence labrie